Hey, I'm Jordan, that's Lauren, and welcome to the His Film, Her Movie podcast. Instead of movies, can we just talk about the football transfer deadline, please? <laughs> How do you know about that Ryan Dudar guy from Tottenham? Well, at least it's Tottenham. At least it's Spurs. I think oh, no. Angel stole him a pen. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. You can see it. <clears throat> I can see it. Can't yeah. use a pink pen. But no, we can talk about image rights and everything like that. It's really interesting. Mm, no. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, we might as well start. It's episode 11. Yes, it is. Of the His Film, Her Movie podcast. Yes. I'm Jordan. I'm Lauren. And we talk about movies. We normally pick a subject or a topic or something very ridiculously niche, pick two <laughs> films about it and then discuss them. Yes. And usually how... Usually I, 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 I just slag off the men in your films. Yes. <laughs> but usually, yeah. Yeah. Easy enough. Yes. So what subject are we doing this week? This week we are doing films that are so good, so bad, they're good. Yes. So it's kind of like a guilty pleasure, really cheesy type of film. The one where you watch it and you're like, oh God, I really don't want anybody to know that I love this film because <laughs> it's so good, but it, I will lose all street cred. <laughs> Spoiler warning, neither of us have street cred to no. lose. So that's totally fine. We're, Absolutely we're good. no. We're fine with like releasing this into the world. <laughs> So what's happened this week then? What's been going on in our lives? I had my hairdo. <laughs> and how was it? It was amazing. We did an escape room and me and the bridesmaids escaped and then the mums didn't. Um, though theirs was the hardest. Right. It was the hardest escape room. Yes. Is that them self-putting that the hardest room or was that a third party? Well, People running it said it was really okay, hard. Okay. But ours was hard, but we still worked it out. <laughs> so I don't know how hard theirs was. Younger minds, still got more brain Younger cells. Minds. Yep, yep. And um, we just ran around and found everything. I don't think they were running around. <laughs> then we did a silent disco tour of Liverpool, which cool. if nobody has done it, you have to do it. It's amazing and embarrassing. And you dance and you sing your little heart out. Whilst wearing headphones, so you can't hear how bad you are I'm in the middle of the street. Sounds good. But the creepy thing was that me and my sister both organised the exact same Hindus for each other. Yeah. So it's my sister's in in like she actually doesn't know when it is yet. But next year, I had I was looking at organising a Harry Potter escape room and a silent disco tour for her. Hmm. She didn't know this. I know, but it, it is very weird that you've both organised the same Hindu. Yeah, luckily, I haven't paid for hers yet. Yeah, it was all, it was all still an idea. It's like, my mum knew and everything, and she she's told everybody that we're now, <laughs> like, psychic. And it's taken me, like, four days. But the thing is, you to, are... Like, get over this. I'm so... Um, I was so tired. The strange thing is, like, you are two completely different people as well. Mm-hmm. But you tend to organise the same thing. Yeah, we even dance the same. Yeah. And people say that we talk the same. 
So, <laughs> so and well, on Sunday night when you came back, you were... And then I had a family party. Yes. So I was very tired. I think it's probably the quietest my family's ever seen me. And to be honest, it took you about three days to get from being that tired. <laughs> Which and, is why this is out late, because yeah. I've been so tired. And it's exactly what you want to do when you're super tired, is watch some bad films. Yeah, I think that I think that is kind of what I needed. So what have we chosen this week? Well, we did have some guesses, and nobody was correct. No. Because... They were nearly right, but nearly doesn't get you points. (laughs) So mine was Repo, the Genetic Opera. Yes. And yours... Is Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yes, the second in the... I was going to say the trilogy, but luckily there wasn't a third one made. No, there was two, though. There was just two. In the same year... They were made in the same year? Yeah, the first one was made in the June and this rush the second one going out in the December. Bloody hell. <laughs> so which one should we start with? We'll start with yours first. Okay. We'll start with yours. We'll start with Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Um, you have the nicest teeth. No, man, she's not a horse. Tell her about her eyes. Ooh, your eyes are so brown. No. Yeah, oh Lord. I'm about to start from scratch with you. Let me show you how you do it. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So yeah, breaking two. Electric Boogaloo. You've got to say the whole. You've got to say the whole title. It's half of the film is just how good the title is. Okay, just before we start going any further, um, you, nobody can see this, but just how happy Jordan is that he got me to watch this film. He was like a child on Christmas when it ended. It was. He was so happy and so <laughs> excited. And talking about this, he has just the biggest grin on his face. I don't think I had the same level of happiness after watching so, so, this. So this is a Sam Furstenberg film. Um, I have no idea if he went on to do anything else, but he made this film, so he goes down in the pantheon. Oh, I can say he goes down the pan for this <laughs> film. <laughs> so yeah, you've got, well, what have you got? You've got dancing. Yeah, that was good. They were good at dancing. Well, let's we can get into that, to be honest. <laughs> you've got lots of colours... They were they were a rainbow of colours, usually on just one person at the same time. You got lots of striking hair. I've never seen so many wet perms in one place. So yeah, I mean you've got a story that revolves mostly around Kelly, who to be honest, I've still never seen Breaking, so I actually don't know. I've never seen the first one. I only watched the second. <laughs> You've never seen yeah. Well, I'm assuming that she was engaged to that other dude. That other dude. And then broke it off with him to be a street dancer. Yeah. I'm thinking it's like a she's all that kind of thing. Maybe, maybe. I'm going to say that. Never actually watched she's all yeah. that. I'm going off what I can remember of the poster. <laughs> Lucinda Dickey is in that Kelly role. And then you've got the two juggernauts of the piece, I think. <laughs> You got Adolfo Quinones, I think I've got that right, who plays Ozone. Mm-hmm. 
Alfonso is also called Shabadoo. And you've got oh, Michael got Chambers. Like the 70s, Shabadoo. I think most of his moves were made in the 70s. <laughs> and then you've got Michael Chambers who plays Turbo. He's young sidekickers, if you were. How old is Ozone supposed to be in this film? I don't know, because but... he is not a teenager. He was born in 1955, so he would have been 29. I was going to say, he was also not early 20s, but he was hanging out with a lot of children. <laughs> also, Kelly was possibly the oldest teenager I've ever seen. Yeah. She looked like my age. That's it. And um, Turbo was, I mean, the guy, Michael Chambers, was born in 1967, so it's 12 years between them. My God. And the first thing that gets me about this movie is, and it's not a good thing, it's just how <clears throat> casually racist it is. Their parents look like they really love Reagan a yeah. lot. They dress like Reagan. They speak like Reagan. I expect them to have a big picture of Reagan above their bed. And that's it. But when it's they talk about, you're not going to go and hang out with those street people anymore. And you know, by street people, they mean black people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just sort of put away and not even thought about. It's not brought up. It's horrendous. And, I mean, the story revolves around these, these three and a youth centre called Miracles. And an evil corporate guy who is in every 80s film. Yes. Miracles, they teach these kids how to dance and a landowner wants to tear that, that place down and build a mall. Was there a lot of shopping malls being built in America in the 80s? Because I think every teen film I've seen has been about something being torn down for a shopping mall. Actually, I think Is there this was. why the banks collapsed? Because everybody just r- racked up way too much debt in these shopping malls. Well, I would probably say so. I mean, there's a lot of shopping malls back in the 80s because you've got a lot of things that talk about them. I mean, maybe not the 80s, but the 70s. The whole Dawn of the Dead um, film is all about nope. consumerism. Nope. I know you're not going to watch zombies, but... But I am in a few weeks. You are in a few weeks. Which we'll get onto later. Yeah. Then we get onto the dancing. So you've got these... It's not a musical, really. It's more of a dancicle. Yeah, it's like a... Yeah, a dancicle is probably the own. It, it's um, speaking interrupted with a lot of dancing. Yeah, but in a, not inappropriate dancing, but just completely out of the blue. There's no reason to dance dancing. And it reminds me of being at uni and seeing the... Art college students. (laughs) Randomly harmonising as they walk down the street. This is what it reminds me of. Just random dancing. No need for it. Nobody's asked you to do this in public. You're just taking it upon yourself to piss everybody off and get in the way. Yeah. That's what it was. You mentioned like how the dancing was good. And what I like about this film as well is that I don't think the dancing is actually that good. Well, I thought the way... they were getting like the legs up pretty high. I was impressed by that, and they could like do the robot pretty good. Like, I'd look, I don't think you can do that as well. well. I, but I am not a barometer of if it's a good dancer. <laughs> and they were doing like the spinny head things and a bit of break dancing. Yeah. I'm saying it's good based on what I'd see on a Saturday night, and I mean like a Saturday night out because I don't watch any of that Britain's Got Talent crap. Like, there's no diversity, let's put it this way. And that's what I mean. Like, if you look at things like the dance films that you you do have, like, say, The the Streets, Save the Last Dance, 
honey. Like those are choreographed within an inch of the lives where these dancing didn't, apart from the group shots, it just looked like they were winging it. Maybe that's, maybe I'm thinking of like the end when they did have like a big group dance and that was pretty good. Yeah, it was. It looked pretty good. But like then you got these scenes where it they're just, just seemed, on. they're just funny and I want a way to put it. <laughs> and yeah, it's, I mean, I know you always talk about fashion in these sort of films. What was with the one earring thing? The one earring. Is it, Kept on wearing one earring. Like, have you just lost it? It's a sharp tooth earring as well. No, there was more than that. <laughs> I think I counted out five different... Has he lost one? Is he too poor to buy two? But one earring used to be the thing. I remember being a kid and wanting my ear pierced. Yeah, but that so was... So bad. Yeah, I, yeah, but like, it was a one... It was a thing... Guy for thi- it was a thing for guys to have one ear pierced. That's fine. You don't then go all boy George and chuck one dangly earring in because it makes you look lopsided. <laughs> when you've got a perm like that, you go show off your ears. Yeah, so get them both done. Get the full setting. I feel like when they had that um, whole charity to raising money, it should have been raising money to buy that man an actual T-shirt because he didn't wear a freaking full T-shirt. Is it tank tops? It's not tank tops. He was wearing like a belly top. Yeah. The entire, or no top, for the entire goddamn film. I was cold looking at him. Like belly tops, like sleeveless belly tops. It's like... You're looking at him and just thinking, you think you look cool. You think you look so hip. I'm using air quotes here. And yeah, it's one of those. Where it's, it's a film that I'm pretty sure that anybody who looks back at it now is embarrassed. And this is one thing that we can talk about more when we get into your film. But what I find <clears throat> hilarious about Breaking 2 is that it is earnest. It believes it's this film that's talking about youth and race and all these other sort of big ideas but it's not it is just an absolute joke i have some questions okay why did ozone and turbo have a big sex doll i have no idea because they're their they relationship like in, they were like living in a shack and then they had a big like female doll all dressed up it was like a creepy sex doll yeah um I did actually put, why does Ozone keep on wearing crop tops? (laughs) Were they meant to be like Bloods versus Crips? Because there was a lot of colours, a lot of red being worn. To be honest, I think so. Well then, Ozone got it wrong and he wore Crips colours at one point. He wore blue and I was like, "Ah, that would be you shot me. But but then again, he also wore this Civil War hat with like a rat, not a rat's tail, it was like a squirrel's tail. Oh yeah, he did. Oh, oh, no. I wrote about that when they went. Um, to see his um, Kelly's parents, like his clothing was really stressful, disrespectful. He was wearing like like a leather gilet, <laughs> like unzipped with like nothing underneath. Then like a squirrel tail on his head, and then like three more on his like leather pants. And I was, just, and then he was blatantly just playing up to stereotypes. And I was like, no bloody wonder her dad thinks you're scum. You've turned up and you haven't even worn a shirt. But then when, he, when the dad says, I know what you people do with money, take drugs and buy fancy cars. And it's like, who writes that dialogue? The thing is also, it's really hard to talk about this film and analyse it because there's nothing to analyse. Oh, no, it's, just some, it's just some silly, silly scenes stretched together. However, within this embarrassing film that I love... You do have a genuinely great set piece, and that is the set piece with Turbo and when he's dancing in the room. 
and the room starts to. Oh yes, and the um, room moves. The room moves. Dancing on the ceiling. And you dance on the ceiling, dancing on the walls, and that is a genuinely good sequence. Yeah, it, that was really impressive. You're like, oh, how, how does it do that? And do you know how they did it? The 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 room moves. Oh, the camera moves. Something moves. Something moves, but <laughs> they good. borrowed that set from another 1984 film that used used a revolving room, which was A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. I was going to say, it wasn't A Nightmare Before Christmas because that was made in the 90s and I wasn't allowed to go see that one. And that was animated as well. <laughs> but my parents thought I would be scared of it, so but they yeah. wouldn't let me see it. I didn't see it because I was in my teens. Also, and they actually have a poster of Freddy on the wall that says, thank you for letting me use Aww, there. that's really but like that is a genuinely like sort of it takes you aback of how well that's done compared to the rest of the film. It, yeah, because it looked really good. Yeah, compared to everything else. Compared to, well, the next two words, which we'll just talk about: <laughs> dance fight. <laughs> dance fight. <laughs> so there is a sequence where two dance troops gangs. Decide yeah, to have a fight. They're Bloods versus Crips, having a dance. And it lasts for a good five minutes. And I'm sitting there going, what the bleeping hell is happening? Jordan's pissing himself laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the cat is just like, what on earth is happening on this TV? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, so nobody really hits each other. You get a few pushes. There's but some nunchucks going on. Yeah, some nunchucks come out of nowhere, but don't actually get used. They do, they get like swung around like the bin lids that are being used as... But nobody gets hit with them. <laughs> Shields. And and then the the good guys win, but it, you have no idea why they win or how they win. I mean, they how do, do the you sassiest dance moves? How do you win a dance fight? You, you it's like you just dance better. <laughs> That's what they oh, did. I love they this just... film so much, and it's yeah, it's for me. It is so honest, and I think this is the fourth time I've seen this movie. So that's what's ninety something minutes long. That's six hours of my life. <laughs> and do you know love, what? Do you know what? I love how you go. I love this film. I've seen it four times. Repo. I've seen it about twenty. Yeah, it's not even one of my favorite films. But it's. It's one of those films where like, if I was to die tomorrow, this would be the last film that I saw. And I'm <laughs> rather play, happy about that. I would that. play it at your funeral and go, in honour of Jordan, we're going to watch the last film we ever saw. And then just put it on. I have some notes. I liked the funky fonts at the start. Yes, that was, very 80s. That was very yeah. 80s. I predicted about... Six lines down, they have to raise 200k, have 30 days, predict they will do it, but at the last minute, I was proven correct on this. Okay, do you want to, what I find hilarious is, yeah, they want to raise 200k, mm-hmm. their first thought is, let's do a car wash and spend $3 a car wash, that's 66,000 cars they've got to wash. Yeah, I've also got um, notes further on about a point that we raised and we discussed about the raising of the money, which yeah. we discuss later. Um, don't like Ozone. Yeah, he, I don't like ozone, and the reason I don't like, I've got several. Okay. Ozone gives the doe eyes to that other woman. Yes. Whilst they're whilst wearing a full pleather outfit <laughs> with studs and three tails, which you know looks stupid. Don't even like the outfit. But then he gets mad at Kelly going for an audition, and it's like he turns so quickly. He turns. Oh, that is going to be an abusive relationship. And <laughs> um, he then. Um, He's selfish and he's petty and he dresses like a butch boy, George. And he pulls stupid faces 
all the time. To be honest, I think Egyptians... That is my <laughs> <laughs> to be brought down. I think Boy George actually dresses more masculine than I, him. Well, actually, no, I quite like how Boy George like sort of looked in the 80s. Um, I liked the braids and the scarves and the hat. I found, actually, no, I've, I've insulted Boy George, so I'm very sorry. <laughs> um, everybody is a really bad actor. They have no emotion. Horrendous no actors. No emotion. Um, I put there that I said that they were very disrespectful um, to their parents with them clothing, attitude. They're very stereotypical. And the father is really bad. Yeah. But they play up and they totally reinforce his views. It's they don't make any effort no. to like... Go, oh, do you know what? We're just going to wear a t- nice T-shirt and a pair of jeans. <laughs> you know, it could, could be a brightly coloured T-shirt. It wouldn't be true to themselves. It wouldn't be true to themselves. But do you know what? At the same time, if somebody turned up at my house wearing that, I'd be like, what the hell are you wearing, you weirdo? Hmm. Okay, there's out there and there is stratospherically out there. These hmm. guys are touching Mars at the moment with what they're wearing. <laughs> You've got to tone it down in, like, middle class people. I think tone it down and this film don't go hand in hand one bit. There are so many studs on everybody's clothing. <laughs> there really is. So many studs. Um, I love the fact that some of the stunt doubles for kids were played by a 40-year-old man. Yeah. Just interchange the 40-year-old man falling oh, the, down the stairs. Oh, when, yeah, when Turbo falls down the stairs and it cuts, and it's... The only thing that they have similar to, to each other is that they're of the same race. Like, the guy okay. is about six foot four, he's about 300 pounds, and it's just like, do you have <laughs> one stuntman for the entire film? Yes. The budget only stretched to one stuntman. Yes. Um, but did you think about breaking films? They're both made 50 million pounds. Because they spent no money on actors. But the, the, the actors are horrendous, but it's one of those things, like, there's probably saw and said, okay, they're pretty good dancers, we don't care about their acting, but, like, yeah, those two movies, I mean, both of them together made £50 million, and that baffles me, because that back in the day, that's a lot of money. Um, The look on Ozone's face when he's speaking to Kelly's agent, he's so smug, like, he's worn, I just want to smack him. Um, in that same day, Kelly wears... Three different outfits. Not a single one of them have any aspects of any of the other outfits that she's worn previously, so she just keeps on getting changed. Why is the Spanish girl really, really, really badly dubbed? Because her voice was very weak, so they had to redub her. But they redubbed her with like really the, most bad. Ra- the most racist Spanish sounding stereotype. Yeah, it was awful. Um they spent thousands on the stage. Yeah. The decorations and costumes. And they ended up looking like Weird Al in Eat It. It's, that's the thing that gets me as well, because they do, they say, oh, yes, we have to raise all this money. But everything that they do costs money. Yeah. You see loads of kids in like these like Save Miracles t-shirts. It's like, okay. Stop giving the kids t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Use that money elsewhere. and. Oh, just give them the t-shirts and don't give them the, the, all the same colour costumes. Just have everybody in Miracle t-shirts. And that's what they do for like the stage schools around here. They're all just wearing the same t-shirt. And they go, all right, well, we'll just wear a pair of black tracky bottoms. And then that's your uniform for dancing. <laughs> just do that. It's like a tenor. And like before we finish breaking two, what I quite like, well, it's just one of the big aspects of the film is the fact that how they sort of big up this entire third act of the going to tear miracles down. Yeah. And that third act of 
the bad guy changing his mind is so quick and so underwhelming. I actually thought that he had a secret plan up his sleeve and was quite disappointed. But um, my last point is that Ozone is a hypocrite because then he was happy to take Kelly's money, Kelly's parents' money at Absolutely. the end. Absolutely. Like, honestly, they were like, you know, if he turned up and was respectful and was like, it's for this, we do it to keep kids off the streets and to improve quality of life. Yes, you may not like us doing all the dancing, but we found that it helps kids out doing this and this and it helps keep them in school. Probably would have gone for him. But no, he turns up, looks like a right donut. Has foxtails stuck all over him. <laughs> Turbo's wearing some sort of like red military coat with glitter on yeah. and studs. They say we don't want your money. Kick off, and then they take the money. They do, and who who knew dance had a healing property? Because we get to see not only healing property brought some people back from the dead in that sequence in the hospital, oh, and God. not only did Turbo break his leg, it magically got fixed the next day. <laughs> I don't even think that was the next day. I think that was like the same day. Because <laughs> that was the same day that Kelly wore three different outfits. Oh, it's so good. It, it, it's to honest, if you haven't seen, it's an experience. It was an experience. I will be telling our grandkids about it. A.K.A. don't listen to your granddad Jordan because he's got shit taste in films sometimes. For me, this is the 80s. This, if people think of the 80s, some people think of Back to the Future. Some people think of E.T. Some people think of... God. I'm a fan of um, Breakfast Club yes, with science. John Hughes. I love a John Hughes film. 80s is breaking to Electric Boogaloo. Just has every aspect of that decade in like a 96 minute movie. It also it's has so all the fashion on one man. It does. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're done with breaking two. We'll take a break and then we'll, we'll be back. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome to Film Bastards, a podcast where three friends, two of them married and two of them podcasting life partners, chat everything from new releases, trailers, news, and an eclectic mix of other film goodies. Oh, and many, many, many tangents. You can find them by searching your podcast provider, or check them out on Twitter and Instagram by searching Film Bastards. You never know, you might like it. And if you don't, well, we don't really give a f- so we are back and we are on to Lawrence Pick. Yes, we are. Woo. That sing since this was an opera. <laughs> so I'm doing the 2008 Darren Lynn. I'm going to say Bousman. Bousman, Bousman, yeah. Um, film Repo, the genetic opera. Out from the night. Steps the figure. No one really knows his name for sure. He stands at six foot six, head and shoulders. Gray, he never comes knocking at your door. Say that you once bought a heart or new corneas, but somehow never managed to square away your debts. He won't bother to write or to phone you. He'll just rip the still beating heart from your chest! set um, in the future and what's happened is a virus has got out um, it's caused lots of organ failure on people and to combat that company um, will change your organs do an organ transplant 
and you pay monthly, like you pay for your car. But if you don't pay, the repo man comes after you and then takes those organs. Unsurprisingly, set in America. Um, it has the amazing Anthony Stewart head. Yes. Love that man. Huge Buffy fan. Yeah. Love him. <laughs> um, as Nathan slash, <clears throat> excuse me, the repo man. It's got Paris Hilton in it. It does. Love her too. Loved her on, what was it? The Good, what was it? The Good Life or something with Nicole Richie where she has to go around and learn how to like cook and work a vacuum cleaner. Hilarious. Simple Life. The Simple Life. Love that. Um, It has Paul Sovino in it as well. He plays Rotty Largo and um. I know him from Baz Luhrmann's uh, Romeo and Juliet, but you said he was also in The Sopranos? No, he's in The Goodfellas. The Goodfellas. I think it's Paul Sorry. Savino is a very, very, very good actor. I've seen him in other things, but he just he always sticks in my head he, in Romeo and Juliet. He, he's just one of those that I'm pretty sure if you give him a pack of cigarettes and a glass of white wine, he'll be in your movie. So Let's make a film with him. <laughs> Let's invite him to the wedding. <laughs> we'll give him we'll give him a hog roast and he can do a speech. We need somebody else to do a speech. We do. Like during the service, we'll hire him. <laughs> Done. And um finally, the main character of Shiloh Wallace is played by Alexa Penavega. Now, for people who don't know her, she was um the little girl in Spy Kids. Mm. So she was a she was in a lot of Disney stuff. She did this film. Disney cut all ties with her after this film. <laughs> Maybe because there was some swearing and there was some boobs and people being slit open and a lot of blood. Yeah. Quite a lot of gore. So, um, it's a bad film. It is a bad film. It is. But at least it's got real actors in it. It does, it does. It's got some good actors in it. You oh. were tapping your feet it in is, those songs. It is, it is fun. But when I talk about bad movies, I want to have this thing where... So, so yeah, so Repo knows exactly what it is and it is self-aware in what it is. So, therefore, it wants to be a bad movie. No, I think like everybody... It was a total passion project for like so many people. I um I like it because the people who are in it like Paris Hilton don't need that money. She's good. She doesn't need the money. She doesn't. No. Like um Alexa was still in Disney at the time. She had other stuff that was coming up. Anthony Stewart had okay, yeah, maybe he needed the money. You know, Buffy had dried up. There was no more Kenko coffee adverts. You know. That sort of thing. Maybe a little bit of a lull for him. and But then Paul Savino, he just does whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. It's, for me, though, yeah, it's just one of those films where like, when you do write songs like that in, in that setting, it wants to be... It went out to be one... It went out with the intention to be seen as a cult film. Where, yeah. Whereas, if you look at, for example, The Room, mm-hmm. that wasn't... That was actually made completely in earnest. Like... Toby Wiseau thought he was making The Godfather, but he ended up making one of the worst films that was ever made. <laughs> and that's why people love it, because they love how much love went into it, but how crap it is. Where You can see that love went into the repo, but it went in there, not with bad intentions, but you, you sort of, okay, 
it knew its audience and it played up to its audience. And it's not like it's a parody. Yeah. It, it, it's just playing everything up to, to 11 to, to try and harken back to that feeling of, okay, you can this can be your movie. But I quite like that. I like it that the, you know, to me, it, when I watch it, it, it's like a bunch of over-eager play, like uh, actors in a play. Yeah. And every time I watch it, it's like, they're like, yes, we're going to play to you. You might be our only audience, but we're going to play to you. And you're going to be like, oh my God, this is really bad. And this is why there's nobody else here. But I have to sit through this and I can't walk out. But it's great at the same time. It's so good. Like, it's such, it's a total dystopian future. There's, it's grim and it's dirty and it's bleak and there's death literally everywhere. Um, it's very heavy sepia tones in some places. It has the Instagram like beautifying filter on before Instagram was a thing. I think the best way, I mean, everything that you've just explained there, the best way to try and define it is that its spirit artist is Evanescence. It is. It is Evanescence in a film. <laughs> oh my God, that is perfect. But yeah, so you've got all that at stake, and you've got all that cheap-looking CG and all the really sort see, of cheap-looking... It, it looks cheap now. You've got to think of they were on a smaller budget back then, and it did look better. When I first saw it, when it very first came out, it did look a lot better. Yeah. But things have came on so much. But the thing is, I still think it's meant to look bad, because that's part of the, the, the feeling that it's going for. You want it to look schlocky. I didn't think like when he's cutting people open was too bad. Oh no, but I thought like when they had like the fake dolls and everything, they were they weren't great. Like I mean, like do you mean like the pictures and like when they have like the floating blimps outside? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I get that, but I also think if you look back at films, maybe on like the same sort of budget at that sort of time, they probably looked kind of similar. True, but. But a film's of the same budget wouldn't try and do massive special <laughs> effects. You've got eight, eight and a half million dollars. Um, you wouldn't try and do a heavily like CGI scene where this film is like, yeah, we can make it on Windows 95. Uh, I think you'll find it was Windows 10. <laughs> um, what I love about it is, so Nathan is trying to protect Shiloh from the horrors of the real world, whilst also trying to deal with the death of his wife, but he is like one of the horrors mm. of the real world. Um, there's a bit in it when um, Shiloh's doing like her bad girl song and Anthony Stewart head can't actually look at the camera because he's too busy laughing. <laughs> and if you look, like his head's like down yeah. throughout like 90% of that and it's like, you would get some sort of reaction shots, but you don't. And I think it's because he looks like he's laughing. Like he's actively like hiding his mouth with like his hand and everything. And I just think he's laughing way too much, <laughs> uh, which I just think is great. Um, I love the comic book style at the start, which just to get like the backstory, the way it was, and then how it moved, it sort of faded into... The, the actual film and the way back to get yeah I mean the, the actual the start actually that that sort of opening sequence is very good because it tells you exactly where you are mm-hmm. it gives you the um the exposition that you need and it looks really good with the comic book style it does I think but I think that's the other thing is trying to mimic comic book style in the actual film yeah um from what I could see I couldn't see I think it is maybe based on a comic? I think it must be because I, I know of a film that has a similar, called yeah. Repo Men, 
but it's a similar sort of story regarding organs. So I don't know if it comes from like an anime or anything like that. And I think that might be why it kind of looks the way it does. It's just to try and copy it. But as well, I think it discusses a lot of things back then that are a big issue now. Like it's got about Zygate, the drug, and um, it's a painkiller and now causes the huge opiate yeah. crisis. It talks about, like, when they go to the opera, it's, like, the evangelicalism. People, yeah. like, literally testifying what their issues were and saying about how much they love Jenko, the company yeah. that gives them the thing. Um, and it's also about the lobbying government. Like, you see the adverts going, keep repos legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that way we can then make sure that your family get cheaper organs, make sure they do this. Like, okay, let us carry on murdering people in the streets just so that way you can maybe get an organ. Yeah, and obviously healthcare. <laughs> and obviously healthcare, but that's the yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going to be biased on the healthcare thing anyways. <laughs> but um, the thing is, yeah, it, it, it is fun. It is, I think it ended when it should end. If it lasted another 10 minutes, I think I would have got really, really thought, okay, now you can finish now. Yeah, it does. It ends at the right point. Um, you also get to see Paris Hilton's face fall off. You do. Which is brilliant. And this was made around the same time that Jackson's nose was falling off. Right. So it's around that sort of thing. So they just took it a bit step further. <laughs> I think it's a good film. I like, it's got the, no, you love Hamilton. And yes. it's got like the speaking, singing. It has that in it. Yes, Hamilton has rhyme though. <laughs> it just has angry men sort of shouting their lyrics. The best part of the beginning is when Paul Savino starts to sing and it took me a good 10 seconds to realise it was actually him trying to sing. <laughs> it's like, why is he speaking? Oh, no, wait there. No, he's singing. But then the sort of speaky sort of sing bit goes yeah. throughout the whole thing, which um, I notice a lot of the male characters do. The female characters don't do as much. Mm. They can actually sing. Um, but a lot of the male characters do it. But again, I quite like that. It, it was a little bit ahead and was doing stuff. It was, what what it reminded me a lot, a lot of, I mean, we're talking about Anthony Stewart Head, but you think about once more, more with feeling. That was why he was picked to be in this film. So, yeah, so you think about what's once more with feeling, and that is how I believe, like, that, this sort of story is done well, where you've got these people who aren't sort of the best singers, who put themselves into different situations. Mm-hmm. That works, where this one, I think it wants to be... Rocky Horror in in the it same pantheon, but vibe. the thing about Rocky Horror is that has really really good songs. I'm not talking about like good funny songs. I'm talking about genuinely good musical numbers. Oh, that reminds me, we did the time warp in the middle of Liverpool on my hand. <laughs> And out of my group, I think I was like the only one who knew all the words. Even some of the brides were like, "Do you know all the words?" Just was like, "Uh, Rocky Horror. Why do you not know this?" And that's it, because it wanted that campiness, it wanted that sort of, again, Rocky Horror became cult because it had, it sort of earned it, whereas this doesn't, wants to be, but doesn't really earn it, but mm-hmm. it's still fun. It's it's one of those where I would gladly never watch it again, but I know I probably will because I'll be marrying <laughs> you. I'm going to introduce it to our kids. Okay. Yeah. When the four and five. Yeah. Cool. Ladies being <laughs> mutilated in the streets. But it's okay because your mum's not scared because we all know it's a dummy. So it's fine. <laughs> I love the actual the, the design of the repo man because it's sort of like, okay, he's a bad guy. He's got to look like a Nazi. 
It was very comic booky though. Yeah, how it he was. looked. You could imagine it sort of like because it would be all in black and then just like the eyes glowing. You could kind of imagine that in a comic book be very effective, like coming out of the shadows. Mm. Um, I mean, I know it started as a stage play, like sort of mm-hmm. on, off, not off Broadway, but wherever. Off, off, off Broadway. Yeah, and the the first guy you see is like the narrator. The he's the grave robber. The grave robber. That's the one. I like him. And. I just couldn't get it out of my head. He just looked, looked, he looked like a made-up Craig Ruffle Hallward. He did. He just had those features and I was like, that. I can't get it out of my head. Uh, uh, very much less tanned. But yeah, you're very much less tanned. And not as fabulous. <laughs> but yeah, he does kind of look like a long-haired, pasty Craig Revel Hallward. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Strictly Come Dancing. Yes. Our mums will, will yeah, love it. Absolutely. They'll like that reference. Do you have any fun facts? I do. So you stole one when you talk about Anthony Stewart had been picked after being seen in Once More with Feeling um, because um, Darren Lynn Bousman was a great great fan of Buffy. Right. See, he has excellent taste. Um, The entire set was made on just a single soundstage. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, There's a total of 58 songs, including instrumentals. Film. 58 songs. 58 songs, including instrumentals. Um, and all the songs were written for this. Um, the film is actually the middle film in a trilogy. They were meant It was meant to be like the middle one and then we're going to do the prequel, which apparently is still floating around, but nothing's just been pinned down. And then a final sort of film. Sadly, nothing's happened. If it does, you'll hear it here first. I would be very excited. Um, the grave ro- the, the, the classic sort of narrator the grave robber is the only person to break the fourth wall throughout the whole thing yeah. and I quite like that because it kind of makes you think back to it being a stage play yeah, yeah. which I really liked and um, my final fun fact was um, when they were 50 grand over budget all that you know CGI um, Paris Hilton did one paid appearance and just gave them the money from it because she was, she loved the film that much. She was like, it's fun. I'm enjoying myself. She went out one night, got paid to go be seen at a club. And they went, there you go. You can have my one night's earnings to put to put the money back in the film. Yeah, it's it's your sort of perfect B-movie fodder. It is. If you want to have a few beers on a Saturday night and the big group round, you want to have a giggle, you stick it on. I definitely would recommend having, having a bit of a laugh. Um, it's so stupid. People being stabbed to death and just being like, I'm dying, I'm dying. <laughs> Great. Loads of like fake blood everywhere. Yeah. Definitely a good one. <laughs> Definitely a good one. So, I mean, we, we actually put it out to everyone to give us some of theirs. Yes. Favourite so bad. So, and we have had somebody come back to us, Wayne Jackson. And he says, Obvious, obviously the room is the first one that jumps out because, I mean, the room is... Really bad. It really bad, and it's really huge now. I mean, the the remade, the making of it with James Franco, Seth yeah. Rogen, everything, Oscar nominated. The memes that are just everywhere. Yeah, all the time. So I mean, the room is. I mean, if you've never seen the room, you, you, you've got to see it. But what way I went with was I go with Batman and Robin. Love it. Bat nipples and enlarged crotches. A virtuoso performs from Arnie. It takes true acting pedigree to express one of the most tragic, nuanced, and interesting Batman villains. Through ice puns, let's kick some ice. 
which is true. I mean, Mr. Freeze is genuinely <laughs> It's such a tragic. Love those ones. It's like if you watch uh, Batman the Animated Series, Mr. Freeze's double episode there is one of the best Batman stories there is out there, and the fact that I mean, don't you knock Arnie? <laughs> I can't knock Arnie in the eighties. Arnie was king in the 80s but I, can, I think I can mock him in Batman and Robin no see the, those are the Batman that Batman Batman films that I love because to me a comic film should have a bit of a campness it, it's a comic it, it's a film about a guy dressed up in spandex running around at night saving people okay this it's a little it's a little bit camp okay he takes in small children and orphans <laughs> And then gets them to like fight crime with him. It's it's it. When you describe it like that, it's a stupid premise. And to me, the new Batman films are just way too serious. This is how they should be. Should be camp with powers and flips or whatever it is. And there's a controversial opinion of the day: <laughs> Joel Schumacher's Batman films are better than Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Let's just leave that right there with the silver lining through it. But what Wayne went on to go and see as well is like on a bath theme, not necessarily the whole movie, but the weirdly sexual basketball scene surrounded by cheering children in Catwoman starring Halle Berry. And yeah, that scene, it needs to be seen to be believed. Yeah, I rewatched it and was like, oh, I feel really uncomfortable now that, now that Wayne's like sort of described it in that way. <laughs> you don't notice it until somebody points it out and then you're like, this is creepy and yeah. wrong, and I feel like I'm really like watching a private moment. Yeah, I shouldn't be. No, it, yeah, it's, it is very, you very feel like odd. A peeping tom. You do. So I think that could be it for our so bites good. Yes, it is. And um, what are we going to do next week? We are doing films set over a day. Yeah, so the some films that story take place just in a single day. Um, we've got some good examples here, but again, if you've got any examples, you can get in contact with us. You can email us on HFHMPodcast. You can get in touch with us on Twitter on at HisFilmHerMovie. And you can contact us through Instagram on at HisFilmHerMoviePodcast. And we've also now got um, a Facebook page set up. So come and like us and make us look like we have some friends. Yes. Um, that is under HF. HM underscore podcast. Yeah. Because it won't let me change it. We will get that changed. It, it's weird how you change. You've got to change it like one day at a time, but I'll get onto that and get that changed. So, yeah, have a little look for us. You'll find us. We've got some friends. We do. But we'd like some more friends, please. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that is. It's just one of those things where you, there's so much time. Like, our lives are like not infinite. So when we spend it watching bad movies, it's like <laughs> we could sit here and watch Citizen Kane, but no, we sat here and yeah, watched Electric Boogaloo and Repo and Repo. I think, I think when you look back on your life, you'll probably be better watching bad movies that made you laugh than really good movies that just make you cry. <laughs> so I think it is time well wasted. Time well wasted. That is the entire podcast in a sentence. <laughs> yes. Now I'm going to go let the cat back in because she's crying. Yes. She's like scratching at the door. So yeah, that will be us for another week. We will be back and see you later. Bye.